0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Brad Binkley. Monica has taken a little time off, but we will be back on Monday. In the meantime, she left some more great material to post in the Patreon feed. So, if you're looking for a little extra from the Propaganda Report, this is a time to become a patron at patreon.com slash propagandareport. Be sure and check that out. Cam from the Mad Ones is with us again today, helping out. How's it going, Cam?
1: It's going all right. Um, I did before we get going too far. I had another you're a dumb dumb message on Twitter and I I feel like I need to make a correction and I should do it at the beginning of the show. So this this person who searched my name on Twitter and sent me a message and didn't follow me for shame, told me that instead of saying false flag, I accidentally said black flag a couple of times. And that's just because anarchism runs through my veins and I think in black flags. So I apologize. I meant false flags when we were talking about Fort Hood yesterday, not black flags. The black flags were with Lewis Ling. (laughs) I see. See, Say your black flags. I think pirates. Yeah. Also, I do have a show tonight about stoicism. YouTube.com slash the mad ones. If you want to join us. It's going to be a good one. You were telling me about that yesterday in the Patreon, <laughs>
0: and I think that'll be fun. So, check that out, the Mad Ones podcast. And now, on to our top story of the day. So, the entertainment industry has been attempting to lead the way when it comes to implementing these vaccine mandates. But despite that, a very brave actress today, yesterday, has refused to be bullied and she has taken a stand for what she believes in. Broadway star, do you want to guess the name or do you
1: want me to go ahead and. I, I can't I, i'm I am a straight male that lives in Florida I don't know anything about Broadway stars. I was because I saw the I saw your, your your thing that said Broadway Star takes a stand and I just assumed it was um, Lynn Manuel Miranda standing up for the vaccine, so I was like oh, yes, well, that, that would be a guess. good guess if this
0: were a different <laughs> type of story, but the actress is Laura and she was set to appear in an upcoming benefit concert in New York. It was a one day production and she will now, however, no longer be participating after withdrawing from the show after learning that the production has changed its protocol and will now be requiring performers to show proof of vaccination. So originally, the actors were going to be allowed to show a negative test, but she said that she was told that things had changed and she was never extended the option of showing a negative test. So there was some confusion over whether or not she had quit or she had been fired. So she took to Instagram to explain what happened. And she put a very long Instagram post, and I will put the link in the show notes. And in this, I'm going to read parts of this because the news reports on this story are only highlighting a few pieces of her statement, and they're not highlighting the good pieces of her statement. And since this is someone who is in the entertainment industry, surrounded by people who are fully on board with this agenda, I think it's good to hear from someone who's willing to stand up in those circumstances, be brave enough to. And I think what she says really speaks to people who might be feeling isolated or alone. So, In her Instagram statement, she said, First, it is a legal right of all Americans to have their medical privacy protected. Mine has now been broadcast with an attitude of shame and demonization. Secondly, I believe individuals have the right to do research, consult a doctor, and come to their own conclusions before deciding whether or not to get any injection. I stand by the decision my husband and I, with input from our physicians, have made for ourselves, our family planning, and our future. Uh There is so much that is still unknown. Someday, perhaps we will feel more confident in the research to consider a different position. With the information that is currently available, however, I have a conviction that I and many others, both in and out of my industry, feel compelled to stand by. She then goes on to say that she's been part of plenty of productions that have navigated COVID successfully without vaccine mandates, after which she says... I say this for myself and and for so many others who are concerned about their rights, reputations, and livelihood being on the line. Every soul is entitled to live according to their convictions and work without being publicly ostracized. My conviction does not discount my care and commitment to safety during this unprecedented time. So this woman... Gave up what was no doubt a high paying job and subjected herself to the criticisms of some no doubt vile people in that industry. Because she did her due diligence, she has taken precautions and she made a choice that she believes is best for her family. That's tough to do. I personally know people in the entertainment industry that remain silent out of fear of being ostracized or being isolated because it seems as just everybody in that industry is on board with things when they might not necessarily be and people don't want to be bullied. So what she did was brave. It's a model for other people. Hopefully that will inspire others to speak out as well because it sounds like from what she's saying that others that she knows also want to speak out, but she will no doubt be getting criticized. So, support her. She should be supported. I want to give you an example of some of the criticism she's getting in response to her statement. A douchebag named David Gordon, who is the president of a Broadway publication that hosts Broadway award ceremonies, he tweeted in response. Here's what he said. I reported Laura Austin's screed to Instagram for perpetuating false information about the COVID vaccine, and I suggest that you do too. So, this guy is going to Instagram and he's reporting her for saying that she said false information, which nothing that she said was false. She didn't make factual statements. She made statements based on what her experience was and what her beliefs were, although they are claiming that her Misinformation is when she said that there is still so much unknown talking right. about the vaccine. We should support this woman. We should thank her. We should watch her movies. If you're a director and you agree with her, you should cast her in these movies. We need to reward people like this by casting them in movies when, when that's what she does, or reward them with whatever type of job they do. And we need to reward them by letting them know that they're not alone. The system of rewards, it seems like it's almost exclusively going to the people who are kowtowing. We need to create mm-hmm. a system of rewards for the people who are being brave like this woman is. So I'll give you the links to her Instagram page. Go give her some support.
1: I just think that, I mean, I feel, I feel for people who wanted to be filmmakers or wanted to be musical theater actors or whatever. Because these, the areas that these places are in... New York City, Los Angeles, these are places that you cannot be free. And so, they're in this horrible place where it's like, do I want to do the job that I studied for, that I worked for, that I fought for my whole life, or do I want to bow down to the corporate um, takeover of America? You know, do I want to bow to someone telling me what to put in my body? I feel for these people. I want to be able to say in a good way, you know how they, they in a bad way, they tell people who believe in freedom to move to Somalia? Uh like i want to tell in a good way just move out of new york get out of there come to some place like come to to florida come to atlanta let's build something let's build a competing a competing hub of of culture one of those parallel systems yeah yeah and i think that is
0: going to happen i bet that she will be casting something or there will be somebody who creates a production who brings her over kind of like the the girl that was in the the mandorian what is that show called the is star wars show? yeah the mandalorian where she gets kicked out of the one thing because of what she said about trump or the nazis or something and then immediately she was cast in a movie Some that was ben i think shapiro being thing. produced by ben shapiro you know i have a lot of questions about ben shapiro but i was happy <laughs> that there was another there's the other side of it and she did get work so i think she will be rewarded for her bravery i think bravery usually is rewarded by others who recognize it who share those beliefs and i, I hope that's the case and i think some of these parallel industries will continue to arise. So, I see that as a win. And I think there's a couple more quick wins, too. So, Arizona's governor has issued an executive order against local vaccine mandates. In his statement, he said... We encourage all Arizonans to get the vaccine. It's safe, effective, and free, but getting it is a personal choice, and we will not allow discrimination based on vaccine status. Today's order builds on our efforts to protect Arizonans from excessive mandates that hinder their freedom to choose what's best for their health. That's another win. Now, I got one more that I think is also a win, might not seem like a win on the surface, but... Because it's so dumb, I think it's a win. The story is this. In an attempt to force their students to get the vaccine, Quinnpac University in Connecticut will be issuing fines and cutting internet access to non-exempt students who fail to show proof of the COVID-19 vaccine. The fines for the students who do not show proof of vaccination will start at $100 per week for the first two weeks and then increase by $25 every two weeks until it reaches a max of $200 per week. 800 bucks a month for the school... If you're not going to be vaccinated, the students have until September 14th to show proof. If they fail to do so, the university's mob henchmen will come cut access to the Internet and the students will lose access to the campus Internet. They were communicated this from the university. Six hundred students were. Six hundred students who have not requested an exemption or provided the university with a proper documentation. They were sent a threatening email. Basically, a bu- I mean, this sounds like a mob operation going. Hey, you got to the 14th to show us your papers, or we're gonna you're gonna have to pay up, or we're gonna cut your internet off. They, how is this gonna work? They're gonna take their phones away. Are they? I mean, they can just go off campus. Maybe they're gonna try to block their entry into the portal. But here's the problem: they will have to get other students as well. They will have to also find them because they'll just go to their buddies. And say, let me use your internet, man. They're vaccinated. but yeah. So, they will have to punish the vaccinated who harbor unvaccinated. It'll be like that scene from Inglorious Bastards where he goes to the farmer's house and he's looking for the Jewish people underneath the floorboard. They want to see if any vaccinated people are harboring the unvaccinated. That's what that will have to get to. This is never going to work. The students won't go there. People will drop out. It's going to get too much backlash. And w- tell me this, too. $800, the, the idea is public health, right? So... How does it help public health by still allowing a vaccinated person to go to your school, unvaccinated person to walk around your campus, just as long as they're paying you eight hundred dollars? Is it less dangerous <laughs> if they're paying you eight hundred dollars?
1: It's just extortion. This is just this yeah, is just extors- mob shit, mob stuff. It's total mob stuff. You're right, me, Absolutely. me, and my dirty mouth. Um, but no, I, I I I hear this and I go, well, first off, there are a lot of things that don't that won't work with this one. Well, the fines might work, but how is this not discrimination? How can it not be argued that this is discrimination and uh, punishment for personal choices? How, how, how does that not happen Two, um, these are men in their late teens and early twenties. You really think you're going to win against these young men and their um, late night endeavors. If if you if you catch my
0: drift. Absolutely not. And (laughs) these young people know how to hack stuff a lot
1: better than the older people that are trying to implement these things. They will make fools of these people. I don't know anything about um, I'm sure Samsung and uh, LG and some of the other phones do it. I have an, an iPhone and every iPhone is also a hotspot. So. What is this going the Internet thing doesn't really work because you can turn your phone into an Internet hotspot and do whatever the heck you want anyway. It's yeah, just, there's more holes in this than uh, than Swiss cheese. I'll go with the nice to say Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's access to the portal. They didn't specify. But if that's the case, then they're essentially saying you can still go here if you're not vaccinated. You just got to give us 800 a month and you're going to fail all your classes because you can't do your work.
1: I mean, it's so stupid. It's extremely stupid. And we – well, and that's not – the punishment thing is happening across the board. Uh, Like another thing I I ran into today was that uh, the New Orleans Saints are not going – first, they they have their little Vax passport in Louisiana now. And they're not going to refund ticket holders, season ticket holders, not just single ticket holders, season ticket holders, uh, who review – who refuse the COVID-19 test or vaccination. So if they change if, the rules after people have paid what is a yes. very expensive
0: price for season tickets for the Saints and they're not going to let them refund that's just right. That's terrible. That's like saying spitting on people cuz they're just the the lowest of society. We're not even going to give you your money back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they there. That's that's the plan. Is you know, uh, they they go. Oh, but if you want to, you can sell them on. You can resell them on SeatGeek. How how does the the NFL didn't do well with um, Kaepernick and the BLM situation? How are they going to do well with this? How are the Saints going to do well with this? And I'd be wondering. Yeah, I
0: the Kaepernick thing. Didn't do well because football fans did not align with the values that Kaepernick was expressing. And I'd be interested in what the percentage of Saints fans who are actually vaccinated are. It might not be a clear-cut pro-vaccine crowd. I, I don't know what that demographic is down
1: there. And so is Louisiana the entire state? Is it a vaccine passport state? or I That I don't know. I know that um, I, I have a friend who's in Louisiana now, and he has tickets to um, a Dave Chappelle and who was the other guy? Um, I can't remember who the the other person was, Um, but he has has tickets to this huge comedy show that he got before they changed the rules, and so he can't get a refund on that, and he has to have uh, something shoved up his nose, or he has to get the vaccine to get in. I mean, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana is a bizarre little place in the South right now because they're an extreme outlier.
0: It's a great way to really anger your, some of your most loyal fans and turn them. In Atlanta, the Falcons are boasting about being the first fully vaccinated team, which is <laughs> wow. They don't have anything else to boast about, but they can brag about that. I think what's going to happen... Because they've tried to force some of this stuff on the players. Some of these mandates on the players. They haven't mandated it. They're trying to nudge them. But some of the best players are like, I'm not taking it. Because they know they're not going to get kicked out of the league because they're the best players. Right. And I think we could see that in Hollywood, potentially. We could see some of the most sought-after actors. We could see it in any industry where some of the major players are just like, I, don't, I, I dare you. To kick me out. And even if you do, I'll go find somewhere else. Right. And I think that could make the whole thing fall apart if there's enough people with power in those industries that do that. I want to give one other piece of uh, information from a, a story kind of in the same theme here. Some parents in Kansas City who don't want their children to wear masks in schools are swapping names of local physicians that they say will sign medical exemptions for the family. So they're finding the guy who'll give them the the mask exemption that they can take to school. And I say, good for them. Good for the doctors. But the problem is these doctors are now being outed by other social justice virtue signaling doctors. I mean, get a life. What do you? You're outing these other doctors, but they're also being outed by the very parents whom they gave the exemptions to, because the parents are posting stuff on social media that says stuff like this: "I got my 16-year-old mask exemption today. Thank you so much, Doctor So and So, for helping us out and having the bravery and decency to help our... No, don't do that, lady."
1: Have these people never heard of operational security
0: seriously, you got to protect this guy, not
1: out them not or,
0: or gal. I don't know if the doctor's a male or female, but man
1: and I, well, that's the thing like i I like that the doctors are doing that there. That's great, but what sucks is that I heard a story out of um Alabama uh yesterday. I think I mentioned it to you, but um Parents are slipping their under-12-year-old children into the vaccine lines because the vaccines haven't been approved for children, children <laughs> yet. Wait,
0: wait, they're lying about their yeah, – oh, they're sneaking so, them into into line to get the vaccine
1: because they're too right? young? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Cause, so, like, I'm like, man, I'm not happy to be Alabamian when I read that. What kind of idiot does that? Like, why would you sneak – why would you sneak your kid into a a medical trial that's not approved for someone age? Like, what are you doing?
0: There's a lot of stories coming out of Alabama mm-hmm. that are expressing stuff like that, expressing the hospitals are filled up. There was a one I saw a headline about a doctor who posted on Facebook, another viral Facebook post with a doctor saying, I'm done treating anyone who isn't vaccinated. It's so
1: dumb. Well, let me to 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 rewind back to the Saints not letting unvaccinated people into their games and not refunding them. The last the last sentence on uh, pro football talk dot NBC news NBC sports dot com. This is the last sentence. And I was like, wow, they really wrote this and put it out there. If you're both refusing to get vaccinated and refusing to get tested for COVID-19, you're being needlessly obstinate. And there's no reason the saints should be accommodating to such people.
0: Wow. (laughs) So we're just going to steal your money. They're they're just saying we're going to steal your money because you
1: are the worst of society. That's basically what they're saying. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's like I don't know what pro football talk is at dot sports dot com. I don't know how official this is, but it's on NBC's officially branded website like that's. This is demonization <sighs> that actress said
0: in her post, the demonization. She talked about that. This is when you can get groups of people to see other groups of people as just being such monsters that that they don't even deserve to be treated like like humans they don't deserve humanity this is inching that way although it's not widespread it's the media tries to make it seem like it's
1: widespread it's not right well and then and then you have these stories that come up like there's they're they're doing punishment and they're also do like the the stick has come back out they're also doing fear again because you know just scrolling through the news you've got um what was it? The uh, Texas requests five mortuary trailers in anticipation of covid deaths. <laughs> really? They need five of these. I, I smell I smell propaganda here. I smell something that's not going to actually be needed. Um, yeah. they're all in the states like Texas or Florida. Yeah. We hear
0: stories like that because the. Narrative around that is well. Look at these governors who are trying to stop the mask mandates. Look at all the death. Look at all the hospitals
1: right. filling up. Well, and, and then you've got uh, Mississippi. The 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 article titled "Save Our Babies" as other another Mississippi child dies of COVID nineteen. Co- communities beg for help. I, I tried to find as many articles on this. It, her name was Michaela Robin Robinson. I believe she. I can't. I th- believe she was fifteen. Um, but I apologize for my children screaming in the background. If you can hear that. Oh my gosh. I um, hear a little bit. I hope they're all right. <laughs> well, I, they must sorry, be watching I, CNN the way they're screaming. I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to give them COVID if they don't stop. Um, <laughs> but her name was Michaela Robinson and, um, so I I, looked, I think I believe she was 15 years old and there were all of these different stories. And in most of the articles, the headlines said uh, one of them said days after receiving COVID-19 um, t- positive test, she dies. And then all the actually reading through it, it was the day after. So she got tested for COVID and then died the next day. And they, they said it was COVID related. Some of them said it was it was caused by COVID. Some of them said it was there's no there are no facts on the ground. There's no clear explanation as to what underlying symptoms she might have had. What, was she in she the hospital and before. they tested her? Because they're that testing I, people when they go into the hospital sometimes. That is that is my understanding is that she was having trouble breathing and she went to the hospital and then they tested her. And the next day she died. I wonder so if they I ventilated her. That I don't know because there, there, there wasn't enough information Like yeah. I could not get enough information out of the story. But you do that. You, you, you pair it with um, the five mortuary trailers needed in Texas. And then you, you also pair that with uh, the push for in Texas, the, the, in Paris, Texas, the school district uh, made masks part of their dress code to get around Governor Abbott's order. Like and it says it says children must wear face coverings. It's like Shari- Sharia law to own the Republicans. Like what? W- There's just all of this. Oh, and the Pope. Don't forget the Pope. He said that if you want to be, uh, how did, how did it put it? Uh, that you need to do it for the good of all. There's just this incredible shame, fear, and punishment narrative going on right now, and it's you can tell that they're they're leading up because now. Sorry for ranting. You got me into a. No, rant. it's good. It's good. Uh, but because you, if you look at the the news, they they've also decided that not Johnson and Johnson, but the other two, in late September, they'll start giving booster shots to people who've had it eight months before. And so. The pharmaceutical companies are making hand money hand over fist. They see Governor Abbott, like we talked about yesterday, who got uh, tested positive for COVID after being fully vaccinated. You're seeing that the vaccine isn't working. You're seeing people die of COVID with the vaccine in the news. And yet they're saying, oh, it, it's obviously not working. So we need to do more of it. Explain yeah. that. And how do you differentiate
0: between a first vaccine and a booster. I'm sure they do have a way of explaining that. I haven't I haven't read about that yet, but they are shifting gears to the booster, so it looks like they're doing this final push to really, really try and make people crack under the pressure. That thing about the dress code, it that's interesting, the way that people try and skirt around the mandates, the little battles people are having. That's terrible. You're, you're going to make people, as part of the dress code, so I guess that would mean they would have to wear it all the time even right. when they're exercising when they're representing the school anywhere they go if it goes to that extent and i wonder what kind of mask if you if you have dress codes usually are pretty specific when it comes to schools it's just crazy that i mean that's strictly political that that is a political battle and we we're, we're going to force these kids to cover their faces because we want to we want to get one up on the governor here we know the media is going to have our backs these people need to step back and rethink their motivations, I think, of what it is that they're supporting,
1: which I could rant about that for a long yeah. time. But all, all I'm saying is they talked about the stick and the carrot so much. Mm-hmm. They talked about it. They talked about how they, the stick got away from them. All they had was they'd given away the carrots, so all they had was the stick and they're proving it now. The stick is back. And they're they're trying to use it. It all depends on whether or not you and me, and the people who think like us, who even tangentially think like us in some way, stand up like that wonderful woman in on Broadway and say no. Absolutely. It all determined, It's all depends on you being able to stand up and say no. And her doing that because it can be easy to feel isolated,
0: and it's terrifying to go step, step out and say something when everybody you know or everybody in your industry could very well give you hell backlash. But she did that and she obviously had a support network. But that inspires bravery and in others. But she also emphasized that she does take precautions and I think yeah. that's important too. I'll put the message in in the show notes because I think it was a responsible way of communicating her point and she communicated really well. I think it was a very good example. Before we get to our last story of the Free 30, which is going to be about a new study that has identified what a primary cause of political polarization is. Some very interesting stuff. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the patron 15, which is the surprising reason why some are saying that the film The Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad, failed at the box office. And yet another eye-opening deception maxim, this time from the Army. I also want to thank the sponsor
2: of today's show. We are excited to bring this extended shout out to you from Molly. She's a patron saint and a big fan of the show and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI. And some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness of this serious issue. Gadolinium is a rare Earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature. Yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power, so learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.adlinium.com M-R-I-D-Y-E dot com. That's www.mRIdyE.com. dot dot com. And if you haven't yet,
0: please check us out on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash report. Rockfin is an emerging video platform that is like a combination of Netflix and YouTube minus all of the censorship. What you get for $9.99 a month is you get all of our premium content a month, as well as all of the premium content on the platform from every single creator. And there's a lot of great creators on there. You have the Mad Ones. You have Sam Tripoli. You have Scott Adams. You have Whitney Webb. Lots of great stuff on there. You're going to get the stuff on there that you can no longer get on YouTube. That is the protection that paywall provides. And with the censorship coming down, Rand probably is a canary in the coal mine. People are going to be getting purged from other platforms soon. So sign up at Rockfin. Make sure you sign up through our page, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And now on to our final story of the free 30. I like reading these scientific Studies. There's always some cool, cool things. Every now and then you'll find one and be like, The secret to immortality discovered, then it never really pans out quite that way. But I found an interesting one out of Brown University yesterday. It's a new study on political polarization, and it showed how an aversion to uncertainty is often associated with the black and white political views that people hold. This is true of both people on the left and the right. The author said, This is The first research we know of that has linked intolerance to uncertainty to political polarization on both sides of the aisle. So whether a person in 2016 was strongly committed to Trump or strongly committed to Clinton, it doesn't matter. What matters is that an aversion to uncertainty only exacerbates how similarly the two brains, uh, the left and the right, respond when consuming political content. And then the author went on to say that these findings are important because it shows that factors other than political beliefs themselves can influence individuals on an ideological basis. He said, we found that polarized perception, ideologically warped perceptions of the same reality was strongest in people with the lowest tolerance for uncertainty just in general. This shows that some of the animosity and misunderstandings we see in society is not due to the irreconcilable differences in political beliefs, but instead depends on surprising and potentially solvable factors as the uncertainty people experience in daily life. And they say this suggests that this aversion to uncertainty governs how the brain processes political information to form the black and white interpretations of the inflammatory political content. I find this interesting because this fits right in with what Lenin, Solinsky, Hitler, all of the organizers write about when they talk about who they are going to target to get into their organization. People who have a, an instability, have a leadership void in their life who cannot handle the chaos of the uncertainty that surrounds them. They just need someone to step in and provide that certainty for them. This fits mm-hmm. perfectly with that. In fact, this uncertainty is intentional. I did We did a show a couple weeks ago where I was talking about how the uncertainty, the confusion, it, it's all on purpose because the more confused uncertain people are, the easier they are to manipulate. And this study proves that. But the fact that they believe that it's solvable, I think that that is a positive thing. The study actually said at the end, they said political partisans may be able to see eye to eye, provided we find the right way to communicate. And I think that that is absolutely what it is, because the communication we're getting now is intended to create this polarization and create this uncertainty. So how do we communicate in a way that... that lessens it, that gives people more certainty or more strength in uncertainty anyway. Well,
1: as you're talking about this, it, my brain goes back to that old quote from Socrates, which, you know, he's talking about wisdom and his, his stance was all that I know is that I know nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that when people cannot deal with uncertainty, a lot of that has to do with pride, with lack of humility And I think that most people are open to conversation, are open to having these discussions when you lead with humility. So I don't know what their response will be, but I know that regardless of who I'm having a conversation with, nine out of 10 times I'm able to have a conversation because I lead with humility. And if you don't do that, I don't think you're having a conversation.
0: Whenever I'm reading Plato, Always feel sharper the next Mm. day. If I'm reading it consistently, I feel like I'm more, uh, I'm asking better questions. It's a lot of, it's really good eye opening literature. And that's why they took it out of the schools. I think another (laughs) aspect of this is that it's a control thing as well we want to control what we think we do too much. Sometimes we think we can control way too much when we can control what we can control that's in front of us. I can't remember what that saying is, but the the wisdom to realize what you can't control and enjoy, embrace the journey of discovering through the uncertainty. Uncertainty is scary. There is security and certainty, but there is no doubt that they are exploiting that. We see it all over the news. So, we can like train ourselves to be more confident in uncertainty and the more confident we become in uncertainty, the better conversations I
1: believe people can have. Well, and I think the biggest piece of the puzzle as to why. People are polarized like this and are intolerant to uncertainty is that they are trained from a young age by public schools to listen to the experts, to have these these points of authority to point to where they're right. They know all, etc. I think that when you have this idea that you can know all and you you know the people who you can trust, you know, the people who can program you, they don't know that they're being programmed, but. I think that that's what we're dealing with, especially with that old feminist line from what I think we're seeing the um, ravages of this old feminist line from back in the day that said um, it's that old statement. The personal is the political. Because they wanted to be able to cause that separation between husband and wife, between child and child and, and parent. They wanted it to be in the home because That destruction, the destruction of the family, the destruction of friendships goes along with what uh, Lennon talked about. What what was his quote about, you know, give me your your children in the first three years of their lives and I'll be able to control their whole lives or something yeah i, I don't remember if he said,
0: said that but that's that was the philosophy is, is you create yeah. is stalin's kids you know instead of your kids the state gets them and they turn them into stalin's kids are more loyal to the
1: dictator than they are their family and their parents yeah and i think that that's what um yeah this is what it was uh Lenin said give me four years to teach the children and the seed i will sow, i i, I have sown will never be uprooted and that's what this is about This is about, yeah, that's the education plan in a nutshell right there. Yep. So the answer to this question is, unfortunately, the government and public schools is the, is, is the main problem. And the, the, uh, radicalizing of children in extremely stupid ways. There are good ways to be radical. Mm -hmm. There are good things to be radical. What was it? Uh, what was his, um, not Pat Buchanan, um, Goldwater uh what was what was his famous quote um that uh extremism extremism in defense of liberty is no vice it isn't that is yeah. that is it, 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 the whole quote is extremism in defense of liberty is no vice moderation in pursuit of justice is of no virtue yeah so you can be a radical on the right things and i i want people to be radical in the right things. But if you're being spoon fed radicalism, you don't want that in your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I find the study encouraging that they are publishing stuff like this because I think it encourages people to think about the way that they are communicating this political information and think about the way the people, the media that's communicating it to them, the way they're communicating it because it's obviously designed to agitate For me, it helps step out of yourself and and really think about just the way that information is being passed and new strategies of potentially passing that information along. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to the extra content that we post every time we post a DNB, go to patreon.com slash report and join up there thank you cam for joining us today you'll be joining us in the patron 15 which we will see all all the patrons there and you have your show tonight the mad ones at what time 10 p.m eastern 10 p.m eastern time and you're talking about
1: philosophy we're talking about stoicism Stoicism. actually you, you you mentioned one of the pillars in your little rant that just then fantastic